Hello everybody, I am feeling, well, I feel like it's been a good week and that's why I still might delete later. Welcome to the show, my name's Nikki Porter and if you haven't listened to the pilot, please do, you can totally skip the second episode because, well, that wasn't my best work. <laughs> so if you want to go ahead and skip through it, it's political also and I try to be political and I realized how I am not a very political person or a politically knowledgeable person so yes i see where my limits are now and i will try to not do that ever again so yeah feel free to just skip episode two and listen to episode three which is this one hello and welcome it is good friday on this holy week if you are not a religious person or if you're not a christian or a catholic um basically this is the time when we are in reflection because this is basically when uh, Jesus dies on the cross and then Sunday which is Easter Sunday Christ rises from the dead so now it's just supposed to be a very chill quiet time but um, I'm making too much noise in this house by recording this so whatever <laughs> but also what's important personally about this week is that it was my birthday and I was thinking about doing a birthday episode on this podcast also but I just didn't have the time I was I thought I would because I thought it would be uneventful but it turns out it wasn't it was a really really pleasant birthday in spite of being in quarantine it is April 10 2020 and if you can hear a rumbling sound in the back that is an airplane passing by so um Yes, just waiting for it to pass by. I think we're good. Point being, it's my birthday week. It always, almost always falls on Holy Week. So you can just imagine, like when I was younger, especially when it's April 7 and it's a Saturday. Oh, because that's like the Easter vigil. And that's like two hours of your life in mass because they're going to do readings from the old testament to the new to the new testament and you're just sitting there just really wishing you had a or or like you wishing that your parents had conceived you at a more appropriate time (laughs) so that your birthday wouldn't fall on this week so it was a good tuesday for my birthday my friends i scheduled my high school friends they're still um there. We call them here Barkada. Barkada is like your group of friends who you always hang around with, the same group of people. So here, my Barkada, my high school Barkada, we all had lunch virtually uh, through Facebook Messenger. And I and I was the one who wanted to schedule it because, of course, I didn't want to be alone on my birthday. I wanted some social interaction on my birthday. If this were any other regular season or situation, I would be drinking and dancing and probably trying my best to not vomit throughout the rest of the night but since we are not in that timeline we're in a different timeline now um we just decided to have lunch and it was really really nice because it kind of reminded me of life in high school and a lot of people think that high school was a horrible time in their lives i would understand especially in the american setting and how they would portray it uh in films and on tv but in my opinion even if i was really Hmm. Maybe like a black duckling, ugly duckling, black duckling, Nikki, how dare you? An ugly duckling (laughs) in high school. I didn't probably bloom until much later 
like in my 20s I believe and so my my high school was actually really fun and that was where I found my group of friends of course we had our problems we did shallow as they are now in hindsight but we did fight we did have um we did split up for a little bit and then we got back together and realized you know friendship is forever (laughs) so yeah fast forward to now we are they they celebrated my birthday with me by all having lunch together what was really 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 cute it was the cutest thing that they did um they were all wearing green and for me i was like why is everybody wearing green i am the only one wearing blue is was this a planned thing because they were all almost wearing the same shade of green and then uh someone i think gabby one of my best friends she says a sentence where there's harry potter in the middle of it and apparently that was their code for when they heard it they would put up the signs that said happy 28th birthday nikki which was so cute and you know it was something i didn't really expect and i don't really get surprises that often so having my friends do that even for just a small occasion for a small celebration of me turning 28 that was that was really heartwarming and so if you guys are listening to this you are my people forever and ever i love you guys so freaking much so guys if you have any loyal friends with you never let them go they are your life they will be your life and you will be hopefully you will be holding on to them for the rest of your days whoa i just got deep (laughs) so yeah um after that um two of my friends they stuck around until like maybe six in the evening so we started at one so we were on we were still talking to each other for like five hours and it was really nice because clara my friend lives in sydney and gabby lives in san francisco super understandable for them to want to talk and i super miss them a lot also because as much as you would like for them to stay in one place so that you can all see each other they all have lives to live or people to marry <laughs> i'm talking to you clara um yeah and you have no, no choice but be happy for them and it's still grateful to have this kind of friendship in spite of the distance so yes it was a really really nice birthday and then after i had lunch and that whole uh session with uh, clara and gabby until 6 p.m i had a small chill hangout session by zoom with my radio friends so marky was there mj ria and chino were there and super nice of them to just like talk for a bit and not necessarily get trashed we didn't really need i didn't really want to get trashed anyway it was just again that craving of wanting to be in the company of other people like more than one person Uh, it was it was a good better than expected birthday in spite of quarantine so yeah i do feel i still sort of relate to the memes that talk about how april celebrants (laughs) have to celebrate their birthdays by themselves and physically that is true but there are ways for you to communicate with people or keep in touch with people so you don't have to feel so alone and that's for everyone who doesn't who isn't necessarily an april celebrant actually days leading up to my birthday i started i i pulled my box of like memories from high school i don't know why i just did and 
I'm pretty sure it had nothing to do with me turning 28. Maybe it was something subconscious that wanted me to look back into my memories, sort of thing. But initially, the reason why I wanted to bring it out was I remember writing myself a letter when I was younger. I think when I was 17. And I don't, I didn't remember how old I had to be to read it again. So I had to look for it, and then I found it, and it turns out I had to read this when I was 21. And I'm pretty sure that I did, because the letter, well, the, the envelope was already ripped open. <laughs> so I just wanted to read it again, just to remember if, I mean, I just wanted to remember what I said to myself. And you would think, you would think at first that this letter is poignant and, uh, and introspective and very reflective of your life. Coming from a 17-year-old was very emotional then but no 17 year old nikki when she wrote this letter was a sassy motherfucker this is what she wrote so the date was october 23rd 2009 i was in i was in my senior year in high school it reads dear nikki so listen by the time you turn okay scratch that by the time you graduate from college I expect myself to be occupied with a boyfriend. Yes. If not, bitch, get a move on. You are so sad, but don't worry. This will be your date list to keep yourself busy during those lonely nights. No, not that way. Date lang. So, now it's time to BBTF. Bring back the flame in case you've forgotten. Flip this page onto the next and see if you could get along with these past happy or serious crushes. And I am not going to enlist this date list because this will never be revealed as long as I live. <laughs> because some of these people here, I'm still friends with. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Yeah, some of them, um, like, I would remember why some of them I was attracted to. Some of them reminded me of someone else who was cute. And, um, and yeah, for, for the most part, I am in, still I'm still in touch with some of these guys, but I'm not going to mention it. What I will mention is at the end of the list. Ooh, okay, before that, there's one name. Well, the first name, actually. There's an asterisk <laughs> next to the name. So at the bottom of the letter... The asterisk stood for he might be gay <laughs> so my ending for this letter says now get moving before time and your chances run out because it's time to live wow nikki was really 17 year old nikki she was um she just really <laughs> i guess she just really wanted a boyfriend and yeah for for the longest time also i i wanted that and maybe until now i still do but you know is it something that i look for like actively look for not as much as i was when i was <laughs> when i was younger because everybody was having boyfriends left and right so i felt like and i i took my responsibility as being that motherly friend i took that to heart and i would always like i'd be the one who would threaten the guys i was like 12 I would be the one to threaten the guy to say, like, if you hurt her, <laughs> like, I knew what I was saying. I was like, if you hurt her, I will murder you. I will end you. That kind of thing. Like, I, 
was just so protective of my friends and all the more now especially when i also have experience in dating there are a lot of guys you can date but there are not a lot of guys who are worth sticking around for and sometimes you just have to be that friend you know who who's the protector who just wants what's best for you but you also have to be the same friend in spite of you being the protector you have to let your friend do whatever the hell she wants because that's how she's gonna learn <laughs> you can give as much advice as you want but at the end of the day it's their decision so if they want to stick with someone who everyone knows sucks like butt they'll have to learn the hard way but i I will say, like, I don't get it right all the time. Sometimes I, I just read people wrong. I'll admit, I've read people wrong. But it turns out, he's actually a pretty good guy. And they, they work out well together. So, at the end of the day, though, for you being that protective friend, you kind of look at yourself when you're by yourself and you're like, okay, where's my problem? <laughs> Not that I wanted to have a problem, but it was just I didn't... I didn't know that many guys, I didn't, I, and other than that, I had very low self-esteem then, so that was part of the reason I feel like I wrote it, because in Filipino, there's this term that's called torpe, and I'm looking that up now. Torpe actually means, like, you don't know how to approach a guy or a girl because you're scared, and you don't know how to, yeah, you just don't know how to talk to them, you don't know how to make the first move also. Yeah, I was, I was torpe for the longest time sometimes i still am actually now i think i'm more comfortable because i'm just like fuck it just fucking do it like what because at the end of the day you're thinking about like do you want do you want an answer to a question and how are you gonna get to that answer if you don't ask a question they're not gonna know what you're thinking also so that's how i sort of see situations now and even if it's uncomfortable and as scared as you are in bringing it up it makes you a better person because out of the embarrassment and the anxiety that you'll experience, I think that's how you value yourself more. Uh, when you want that a certain closure, a certain answer to a question, you won't know the answer unless you ask. Call me sometime, will you? Something, anything. Uh, just, just ask the damn question. You only got one life to live and if that person doesn't understand then fuck them okay and if they don't understand you if they don't want to be with you then fuck them too and leave it at that although you know it's easier said than done also i have a hard time moving on sometimes <laughs> that's a true story but anyway i get ahead of myself yeah so i wrote that 21st birthday letter and um when I first read it, I was just laughing so loud. And I laughed even louder when I flipped to the page of the date list. Because it's just like, I seriously thought that that list of guys that I knew, that was it. Those were the guys that I knew and I will stick to for the rest of my life. Who knew? Who knew that the world was a much bigger place? So that, uh, that date list is officially null and void. <laughs> for good reason, too. Well... Yeah, and apart from that also, um, I, re I went through some of my notebooks in from high school. I think some of them were from grade, grade school also. And there's one. I was so surprised. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure I wrote this when I was 15. So I was in sophomore year. I used this notebook to list down party names. So in 
when I was 15, I was the batch representative and we were trying to raise funds for our sophomore night. So I had to organize a party. I was looking for a name and I was coming up with like Casa Nostra, Graffiti, Bittersweet, Adrenaline, Syndrome, Oblivion, Rendezvous, Progeny, Outbreak, Ataxia. <laughs> These all sound like medicines. But I, ca- I ended up with paroxysm. What does that mean? It means like an outburst of emotion. Something like that. About an, uh, an outburst of energy or emotion or something. I forgot what it means. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do it JC Tevez style. If you haven't listened to Tevez of the Best, then you guys definitely should. He is way more talented in talking to himself than I am. And he has more stuff to say about other things. So, <laughs> yes, Tevez of the Best. It's on Spotify and on other platforms. I am plugging you, my friend. So please go listen to him. He is very entertaining. Okay, so let's do it. Paroxysm, what does it stand for? Paroxysm. A sudden attack or violent expression of a particular emotion or activity. Yeah, I don't remember this definition, but it somewhat rings true to what I was trying to say. (laughs) So yeah, uh, that was a pretty eventful open party. And then we had the sophomore night eventually and it was called zodiac and i made everyone dress up according to their signs yes if this were a party this year i feel like it would sell because everyone is all about their signs their sun rising their moon rising something the birth chart i don't know yeah that would really sell like i'll add some crystals on the sides also you know that would be just super cool for that crowd (laughs) this notebook also actually i listed down things that i could be when i grow up and when i saw this days ago i was just really shocked because it sort of came full circle with everything that i've done in my life not that i'm anywhere complete with what i've done with my life okay the first one musician or composer that's when i thought i was a great writer a songwriter (laughs) I don't even remember the song. Okay, no, I remember one song, but I'm not gonna sing it for you guys out of embarrassment. The next one is an events planner. Hmm, possible. I did a little bit of that. Third is a pastry and dessert chef, which is similar to what I'm doing now at Hot Tub Bakery. The next one is a cafe manager. That is actually still one of my dreams. The fifth is an author. The sixth one is a columnist, so writing. And I am still writing. I ended up writing eventually. Who knew that you could be making money out of writing again? Life really does surprise you. Number seven. Actually, number eight is also a script writer. And we'll get to that later. (laughs) Number seven, though. I didn't even realize I wrote this. But number seven, I put radio DJ. I didn't even think that I was going to consider it. I didn't think I considered it before, but I guess I was wrong in, in remembering things. So, yeah, it's apparently being a radio show host stuck with me so much that I wrote it down when I was 15 to consider as one of the careers I would take when I grew up. And here I am. So even if I don't feel like I'm in any stage in life right now, I don't really know what stage to call this, but I feel accomplished. But it's not, this is, yeah, in a way, this is a humble brag. But when you look, when you try and look 
at where you've been, which is what I did. I wouldn't feel at all accomplished if I didn't do that. Because, you know, you had these dreams when you were younger and you thought that you would do any of those things. You you were so hopeful. And then right when you're in the thick of it, when you're older and you're working and you're in these different jobs, you start to really think, my God, I got it wrong when I was younger. But for me to write down all the things that I wanted to do before and to do them, to be doing them now... 15 year old Nikki would be super proud of herself and I feel accomplished for that and I'm getting teary eyed god Nikki what is wrong with you this is your birthday week don't freaking cry in a podcast no less (laughs) but yeah it's just really heartwarming I think to to realize that your hopes and dreams can come true even in your own pacing in your own timing it will and I'm not again I'm not a motivational coach but this is my self-reflection and looking back on the things that I've written down Whew, that was that was a lot of emotions that I have held in and then now I just was able to share it well here we go all right moving on so again it was a good week it's been a good week and my birthday was better than expected and going down memory lane was just so much fun also and speaking of going down memory lane when i was 12 i had a friend write a fanfic about me and daniel radcliffe and emma watson and emma watson's fictional cousin reason being Daniel Radcliffe is and forever will be my crush. I mean, I don't love him anymore. <laughs> love, yeah. I really use love. Like, I don't have those young feelings that I have towards him anymore. I do have a sense of adoration, like when I see his name on the on the news, or if I find out that he's he has a new movie. Like, yes, I feel proud of him. Like, we're not even close, but I feel proud of him. <laughs> But apart from that, like, I've been in love with him since I was, like, nine. Nine years old. Ever since the first Harry Potter came out. I call him the boy who lived in my heart. Until now. He still does. And Emma Watson. I had a phase where I hated her so much. Because she was so close to dad. (laughs) First name basis. (laughs) She was so close to Daniel Radcliffe that, you know, she was the girl's best friend. Like, in the trio. And you wouldn't really think twice about Rupert Grint because it's Ron Weasley but I know I have much love for Rupert Grint also but yeah Emma Watson I had a problem with so I hated her for the longest time so in this fanfic my friend wrote that Emma Watson was the antagonist because she was the one who was pining after Dan it was just a gripping story when we read it years ago and I have it also with me and apparently this is the only copy I have left of the fanfic so I have to hold on to this for dear life and try and digitize this at some point but the font size my god it's it's Verdana font size 10 not 10 8 or maybe even 6 and it's single spaced but because of that fanfic I tried my hand in writing a story too and this one let me grab it the story not anything else and it's called um it's called when opposites attract because this was before when you thought that you know opposites did attract 
And maybe in some way they would. But anyway, this is me and my 12 year old self writing the story. And I rewrote this like several times, especially when I was in high school, because I had a lot of time. <laughs> and I wanted to make the story better because I understood when I was like 12, God, I needed more complex characters. I could not even think uh, further than my mind or further than like the love interest's mind. Not that I knew how boys would think anyway. So I tried rewriting. And even in college or after college, I wanted to transform it into a screenplay. So that's what I've been doing with this. And I have to get back to that also, because again, we'll see, we'll see how much, how much I've changed, how much my mental, I mean, my story process has changed because this is cheesy as fuck as it is. <laughs> cheesy as fuck for a 12 year old. So if I read this again, and I intend to read this soon, I have no doubt I will probably cringe in some parts. So it is called When Opposites Attract. And the synopsis reads, Kat Mitchell never thought of moving to another country ever since she knew how to think. Wow. Adjusting in her new school wasn't elusive, elusive, however, but the fact that she had to wear a school uniform for the very first time struck her the most. But along the way, she meets Nate, a total geek, yet a gentleman, which most girls would die for in a guy. They realize how much friendship would mean to them, and then some. So on one fateful night, which happened to be Nate's one chance of explanation to Kat, is when everything floats to the surface. Will Nate profess his loyal love to her, just kiss her and let Kat realize herself what Nate really means, or just about both? If this story does not get Netflix approval, then I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> I mean, they came up with a Christmas Prince. They came up with A Night Before Christmas, the sequel to A Christmas Prince. Also, man, I'll, I'm going to try and fix this in the best way that I can and pitch it to Netflix and hope to God that this turns into something. Because they, this is the kind of story that we all hate to love. It's the cheesy story. It's a cheesy rom-com story that people will watch and will cringe, but will not stop watching. And I'm all for that. <laughs> so actually, I was also thinking if I should turn this into like a mini, mini, a mini series of the podcast. Like it's gonna be episode one, and I'll be reading it like an audiobook. But I will, I I will say right now that when I do, I cannot keep a straight face as I read this. I will be in the moment with Cat and Nate in this story. So I will just be like either cringing or laughing. So there, let me know actually if you want to know more about When Opposites Attract. If you want to know the story of When Opposites Attract, I will make it a mini-series if you guys want to hear it. If you guys do, slide into my DMs. It's like on IG. It's at Nikki Porter, N-I-K-K-I-P-O-R-T-E triple R. And then let me know, like, I want to hear this story and I want to cringe and I want to feel maybe slightly giddy when something romantic happens quote-unquote romantic <laughs> so there and a part of me does want to so at least there's some semblance of validation that yes i wrote this story and yes i do acknowledge that it still exists and i am not afraid to share it just let me know <laughs> okay here we go apart from that um throughout this week actually or starting last week it's like I'm nine years old again, not because of Daniel Radcliffe, love you, because I'm watching anime again. Like I've, I've, 
I mean, I've always loved anime, I think, but of course I stopped for a little bit and there are still some anime shows which I still appreciate watching. I mean, if you didn't grow up with Samurai X or Ruini Kenshin, if you didn't grow up with Ghost Fighter or Yu Yu Hakusho, um, or all of those 90s anime shows, then you missed out. <laughs> but there's a lot of anime shows now that are actually really good. One of my favorites, of course, is Attack on Titan, and it is just so amazing. Especially when they do the perspective of flying in between the buildings and their gear. That is so dope. It's like, God, I want to be one of those people. But you're not, and at least you're not the ones fighting the uh, Titans. But it's a great, great anime. If you guys haven't heard of it, check it out. If you guys are interested in anime, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Or those who want to get into anime, that is the shit. Like, that does not bullshit you in any way. Like, it's just straight up action, a little bit of drama, and the story just keeps expanding. It's like, what? This? What? There's another? Yeah. Super fun to watch. Like, you're, my heart races like at different times. And there are action sequences that are just... Oh, like you hold your breath or your heart starts pounding because it's just so good like the, how the strategy behind it was or how gruesome some people died oh my god it's just insane but yeah definitely watch Attack on Titan and I thought I would stop there and then someone recommended well actually a few people have recommended to me My Hero Academia so I was like alright fine I'll try it I'll try it I'll try watching and I loved it I mean, apparently season one is supposed to be dragging, but I didn't find it dragging. I thought it was fun to watch. Like, there was this whole trend of like hero anime shows, hero related anime shows. And like, My Hero Academia is just one of those really good ones. And there's a lot. Okay, so the story is like, there's a hero school. It's like X Men. So you have like a school of gifted children, but this one is like high school and they all have different gifts or quirks actually, they call it quirks. And they range from just what the fuck to really cool. <laughs> and it's just a lot of, it's a lot of fun to watch. And every season there's always something different. Like they have to, they have a training camp, they have to take provisional licenses, they have simulation tests or something, those kinds of things. And it's really, really fun to watch and you, you grow to love these characters also because the story isn't, in my opinion, it's not just about Deku who's like the main character. It's actually about the whole class because the whole class is always involved in whatever Deku's up to. You get to know the class more and you get to know like each and everyone's personality and it's just really entertaining to watch. And that's why I finished in three seasons. I finished three seasons in three days. And each season has like 24, 25 episodes. It's fun to watch. So check it out if you haven't. Again, if you're interested, but no pressure. One of the things that I'm watching right now or just started last night actually is um, One Punch Man. Again, it's similar in the sense of like, you know, superheroes and all of that. But this one is super, this is another interesting one. And I like it because like One Punch Man is like the super invincible guy who's trying to be a hero. And you would think, yeah, he's super invincible. He's like, he's like the strongest person in this story. But for some reason, people see the wrong side of him. They see him as the bad guy when he, he's really just trying to be good. He's just trying to be a hero. Which in my opinion is such a great twist on his story because you would think, okay, 
if he's invincible, if he's the strongest guy in this show, what problems can he have? Turns out, very human problems. People can talk shit about him. People mistake his identity as like a bad person, but apparently he's not. He's just he just wants to be on the good side, and he wants to be seen on the good side, and be a part of like the hero association, like his disciple Genos, Genos, and um, he's like this cyber robotic dude, cyborg. Cyborg dude who wants to be One Punch Man's disciple or Saitama's disciple, and it's just really interesting because Saitama has n- no idea what it's like to be a sensei or a master. I'm not at all gonna pretend that I know Japanese words, guys. <laughs> But yeah, he 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 fakes it till he makes it with uh, with Genos, just to play the role of master because Genos wants to be stronger, like as strong as One Punch Man. So I'm still at the. I'm, I think I'm halfway into season one, but it's pretty inter- entertaining. And God, like the the destruction of the of the cities, it's just crazy. It's like to live in a city that is in constant disaster because there's always like monsters and villains who are out on the loose. A little bit like Gotham, but I digress. Uh, One Punch Man is not so bad, so I'm gonna try and finish that. I'm probably gonna finish it today. I have no doubt that I will be able to finish that today. It's just really interesting how I'm. I feel like you know I'm a kid again, just getting back into anime because there's something about it that's just really fun to watch. Some storylines are very real, very human, but it's also the way that they tell the story. For example, like a situation that should only be. Five seconds, or a punch that will only take a second or half a second, they stretch it out into 20 minutes of them just doing a monologue in their heads, of like, okay, like going through their past, going through <laughs> everything that they've been through, until eventually the punch makes contact. Like, it is just amazing how they can stretch it out so well and so wonderfully, so that people can enjoy it. And yeah, so I I like that I am getting back into anime. Also, I'm not a, I'm not a geek, so don't try and talk to me about like the technicalities of anime. I don't know. I just I'm just an appreciator of anime. Today, this morning, I watched Jumanji: The Next Level. Or is it Jumanji: Next Level? It was funny. I liked it. It was really. Um, I liked how how The Rock and Kevin Hart had to change their characters. In the in the game, because they had to play like two elderly men. I love it. It was so funny and like how seniors are with like just them droning on about a story out of nowhere. Okay, I'm just gonna keep talking while my dog is barking. I'm sure nobody minds anyway, because everybody loves dogs, right? Majority of the people. So yeah, Jumanji was really fun to watch, also, and I I actually am looking forward to. Another one because there was a cliffhanger. If you haven't watched it, there's a cliffhanger at the end of the second movie, and I really want to see the third one because that's when you kind of see also how they applied the old Jumanji into this new one. And I'm not gonna spoil it. At the end of it, though, I did feel like crying because there's this scene with like the the grandfather and um, the the grandson, the the nerdy. Dude with like the asthma and everything, because it reminded me of my grandpa, and I just realized that the last time I saw my grandpa, it was my birthday last year, and then he passed away about a month later. 
yeah that got me teary-eyed obviously i was just like just holding it in again not like anybody was watching it was just me in my room it's just one of those moments when you just like realize that you're still grieving and i know and i and i know that i still am because he's just one of my most favorite people and i miss him so there jumanji was a great movie okay oh and other than that other than movies and animes that i've been watching i really love the channel wired on youtube like wired's channel on youtube there i figured it out it's so cool especially like the okay so two episodes that i've watched and it's a lot of fun they talk to former cia chief of disguise john mendez or mendes either and who's the who's the wife of former cia operative tony mendez or mendes who is a guy who got the american diplomats out of iran a la argo like that movie like that tony mendez or mendes like she's the wife jonah mendes jonah jonah <laughs> jonah mendes or mendez is the wife and she was a chief of disguise for the cia and then she just breaks down the disguises from different films and tv shows like what's believable and what's not and it's just so cool like she would also share some tidbits from like cia history of like okay what are what were the actual gadgets that spies used what were the actual ways to create a disguise when you're in an operation or when you're on a mission she's just so she's so cool she's so cool and it's just so fun to watch and it kind of makes you want to try it out <laughs> in public because apparently apparently you'd be surprised like in the second movie of ninja turtles uh, megan fox has a scene where she is like walking out from a, a gala of some sort because she was interviewing this big boss man and then she had to change her outfit so that people wouldn't follow her so she was like you know okay grabbing like a skirt changing up her top taking out her wig and then jonah was actually she was commending by how it was well executed you would and you would like just think like oh it's ninja turtles like you would think it's a joke but it's not it's actually really well done apparently and it's cia approved and then another one is uh another video that i watched actually is from a dialect coach or is it a dialect coach he, he's just like an accent expert his name is eric singer and he was also interviewed by wired and he breaks down accents used in different films and tv shows and it's just oh, you learn so much like i started to appreciate like the sound the different sounds that people have like in, when they communicate in their natural in their natural voice or in their natural accent and how actors are able to do that with an unnatural accent how they make it sound so natural and they make it seem so easy and it's not and he explains how hard it is also because he'll sometimes he'll demonstrate okay so when you're pronouncing when you want to like the s or the t to pronounce differently and make it sound more like the character it's based on it's so hard for your tongue to work out that way and to remember like it has to f curve into this point when it like touches the palate of your mouth that kind of thing it's just so intricate and so complex and just so interesting to watch and he also mentioned the one with 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt when he played Edward Snowden. And Edward Snowden has this really distinct voice. It's really low. My name. Uh, yeah, I can't do it. I might be close, actually, but I'm not going to repeat it. Um, and, and so JGL, he's the one who, who he had to, like, he got the voice of Edward Snowden so well. And even, like, the, the disposition and the, like, how his face is, how he pronounces every single thing. Like, even the intonations that he has of, of simple things. And one of the things that I learned about also through this dialect coach is called rhotic and non-rhotic. So it's how you pronounce your R's. So rhotic is when you when you pronounce your R's naturally, like you know, misery, insufferable. Non-rhotic is kind of like British or Australian or New Zealand, I think. And that's the one when you don't pronounce the R. So it's like minister or um, Maya. Oh, and it doesn't have to be just British because there are some American accents also. They don't pronounce the R's as much or as as pronounced. <laughs> so, I'm not the dialect coach here, so I'm just trying my best. Um, yeah, so it's really fun to watch. So if you guys have time, if you guys are curious, these videos are like 24 something minutes long. It's great. But yeah, that has been my week. It's been a good Friday. I thought it would be not as great, but it is just to have this time to myself to actually have the freedom to also do the podcast as leisurely as I can oh I'm just really relaxed right now if you guys have listened all the way until the end thank you once again I just I just appreciate everybody who has supported me or who has taken the time to listen to this podcast and I don't even know if I am imparting anything on you guys. I have been suggesting some, you know, shows or videos. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. And to please be kind to yourself and to other people. It's been real. Bye.